0: The Pulse Podcast Network is now providing its listeners with a 10% discount off of all merchandise from Jersey Express. They sell NBA and college jerseys plus player hoodies. Simply use the code Pulse at checkout. You can find them at Jersey Express or at thejerseyexpress.com. talking got a bmw bill I'm driving now do a lot of work. Pinky ring shining with the new chain. Speed through the city like Bruce am Yeah, I'll do a lot talking got a bmw bill I'm driving now to do a lot of work.
1: Hey, Starks here. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Welcome to the Fantasy Unicorns podcast We're dynasty driven and we're joined by Pulse Podcast Network. Read our content on the fantasy and make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and write a two to three word review for our podcast. Unicorn listeners continue to spread the good word and I'm um, joined with Kevin this evening and we'll be running the pick and roll offense tonight. Jay or uh, yeah, Jay won't be here this evening. He's going to take a break. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to pass the ball to Kev.
0: All right. I'll be the uh, Joe Ingles to your Donovan Mitchell tonight. And, uh, <laughs> Thanks again for having me. Uh, I'm, um, you know, you can find me on Twitter at Kevin So, and uh, I'm excited to get started with stuff.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So with that being said, Kevin, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. Uh, so we're going to jump into the weekend news that's actually happened recently is, you know, a lot of people want to just jump into it, is the Trevor Reza trade drama. <laughs> um, so with that being said, before I jump into it, I'd like to hear uh, Kevin's emphasis on that.
0: Right. So this involved my uh, beloved Wizards uh, and <laughs> the, the the GM, Ernie Grunfeld, who's uh, on my list. Uh, he needs to be gone. I, you know, it, there's all sorts of uh, sort of he said, he said in the situation about who was talking to who and uh, maybe someone got cold feet. I don't know what happened. It's definitely it was a, a silly situation uh, that should not have occurred. And um, yeah, I guess we'll talk about later about what the actual trade that ended up happening. But um, this is kind of funny, you know, I guess it, in this Twitter era, like whenever rumor comes out like that, it just hits the ground and, and, and it, it kind of becomes official in everyone's minds. And then, uh, you know, in situations like this where obviously there was some miscommunication or something, uh, you know, it, it had to get turned around. So Um, you know, for the players that were involved, that has to be kind of a tough, tough situation. And, and for fantasy jams, I guess some guys were kind of maybe getting excited about new opportunities for their players and, um, you know, and then kind of a letdown when uh, that move didn't happen. So uh, yeah, it it was kind of a wild ride.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, It kind of reminds me of, you know, when you send a deal to somebody and uh, I'll tell you actually a a quick experience on the fantasy league, uh, you know, it, there was a trade that was going down a couple of years in my league. I know everybody's familiar, obviously, with, you know, Stephen Curry, but his brother, Seth Curry, as well. Um, <laughs> so the trade that actually happened was the Seth Curry. And then, as you guys know, on Yahoo, uh, once you send an offer, you just see the, the S dot and then the Curry. <laughs> um, and I think it was for, like, Duncan. I mean, well, this is years ago, as you guys know, but Duncan. But, you know, obviously, Curry was still the better fantasy asset. And the other gym hit submit and ex- accepted it, and he, the other gym felt good until the other gym, you know, reached out to me and I was the commissioner, so that you can only imagine what type of mess I, that I had to deal with. But it was hilarious. I, I can't even lie. And to be honest with you, you know, for me, it's like just let it. I mean, if I'm not gonna lie, like I would, if I was the gym, I mean, I know that's a little shady, <laughs> but I almost have to let it ride. But essentially, like no, because I mean, that's. That is a super grayer, but longer story short, the trade got reversed, but that was hilarious. That that definitely was hilarious. So it's just kind of sad to see how GMs, you know, typically, you know, we're used to at least talking on the phone. I under, I believe they were do, doing it through, through via text. Right. So was that was that the case? Yeah, there? that's what I heard. So, you know, with that being said, it's just an unfortunate situation that happened. I think what was it the Brooks was it the one of the Brooks that got mixed up. Was that the player? Or- yeah. Marshawn and Dylan. So, you know, with them too, that just like Kevin was saying, highlighting on that, that's just an odd situation to make you feel like, oh man, they didn't want me. So, you know, and then one thing I also want to touch up on, um, we'll get actually a little bit further into that, is I know Dwight Howard uh, had mentioned, like, even when this tweet was going out, when it was, we thought it was official the first time, is Dwight Howard came out and said that, oh, I don't even want to be a wizard because, you know, since Oubre's gone, Um, I don't even want to be in Washington. So that was just kind of weird that he just wanted to be there because of Oubre and not Wall and and Bill. It was just very weird. So we all know Dwight Howard has been out, um, you know, with injury and, you know, just other things in particular. So I can't even imagine what that's going to be like when he comes back in Washington. So, you know, with that being said, we'll move on to the next part of this section here. Uh, Harden over the weekend dropped the big 50 point triple double. Um, As we know, I'll just take the ball here. As we know that, you know, Harden's going to be always a top three, top five player in in fantasy for quite some time, you know, for dynasty leagues, I still have him pegged up there in the top, you know, top five within two to three years. He's still in his prime and he's definitely a player that you want to hold on to, you know, and I know some GMs and a few episodes that we talked about a little while ago that, you know, GM was willing to trade Harden. The only person i would trade Harden for is for brow and i mean that's that's you know that's just me but you know with that being said i'll pass the ball to kevin on this big game
0: yeah he, i mean well he he uh followed up with another triple double 32 points 12 boards 10 assists so uh he's got a nice little role going here uh the thing that impressed me the most actually was uh that in that uh one triple double he he went 18 for 19 from the line so that is yeah. that's a huge boost for your fantasy team oh um, yeah you Know to get that kind of volume and to, to, to shoot 90 almost 95 percent, that's 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 that really helps your team out. So, yeah, I mean, Harden's great, you know, for fantasy teams, you're not gonna find any, you know, he's he's up there in the top five pretty much. Um, and he'll be there for a while, like Stark's was saying. So, um, I think he's a Huge asset. And if you have them on your team, you just got to keep rolling. And if you have them in your dynasty team, there's very few guys that would trade them for. Like you mentioned, Brow um, is a guy that I would swap them for. Um, I would consider, you know, depending on how your team was, was constructed and everything. Correct. There, there's a couple other guys that, you know, if you wanted to maybe think more long term, uh, you could consider. But uh, really, he's going to be great for the next, you know, four or five years. So I think uh, just kind of buckle up and, and enjoy it.
1: Yep, absolutely. So we're going to jump onto the next um, player in the section and he's back. You know, I'm sure a lot of fantasy gyms and dynasty and redraft leagues are excited to have Devin Booker back. Um, he came back in the first game, you know, I believe it was Minnesota. He when They went against and he scored 28 points um, along with some good stats, you know, seven rebounds, seven assists. Unfortunately, he didn't get any steals or blocks, which is fine. But he still shot efficient, 10 for 16 and three three-pointers. Um, and for him to come back and just get a win off the bat is good for Phoenix. You know, Phoenix, we just know at this point is a wasteland. And, um, <clears throat> you know, even tonight, because we're we're actually recording while games is going on. And he dropped 38 tonight. So that's amazing. Thirty eight seven rebounds, two assists, two steals. And he shot almost efficient. Well, I wouldn't say too efficient, but he shot 11 for 23 um in, in two three-pointers so you know Devin Booker is definitely a player now I, I'll mention this this is a little bit off subject so I know the question was asked a couple episodes ago we were talking about Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker and I know I believe Kevin you had Booker correct
0: yeah I think so
1: okay it's really it's still close to me um it's it I I almost have to say Booker but I, I'm still gonna hold on to Mitchell, you know, it's just by a slight edge, but it's, it's actually a lot closer than what I thought. Um, but, you know, with that being said, if you're a Booker, uh, you know, a, a person that has him on your team, you, you should be excited and, and just let it roll and, and enjoy it. So I'm going to pass the ball to Kevin on his uh, comeback here.
0: Yeah, no, Booker's great. And I think um, he's, he's a really young guy. So if you have him in Dynasty, that that's a great position to be in. Uh, he definitely has um, – I feel like if they ever move him to the point guard position, which they probably should, his his be there. And with that, his value is going to, going to go up. So, you know, I think he's a guy that could average seven assists a game. um, Uh If he was running the point to add on to obviously the points and the threes and decent rebounds from the position, he's not really a great stocks guy. Um, He did get two steals tonight. So that's good. Um, Good to see that. Uh, but you know, that's never going to necessarily be his, his strong point. Um, but you know, you look at guys like maybe, uh, Damian Lillard, guys like that, that can, can put a ton of points on you. A lot of threes really efficient from the line, um, and, and get you some, some decent assists and boards. Um, that might be a, a good blueprint for what uh Booker might be able to do, especially if they ever move him to the point
1: guard position. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm going to jump into the next part of this section is, uh, Thomas Sadorowski or Sadarensky. And I'm actually gonna throw you oop to him because I know he's a Washington boy.
0: Yeah, I love Sato. I think he's uh he's he's never he's never gonna be a star. Um but he had a he had a really good game last game. Uh eleven points, four rebounds, five assists, three steals. So he he is active Uh on defense. And he hit a three. He was efficient from the the floor and the line. Um you know, he's a he's a good low end guy. He's never like I said, he's never gonna be a star. He's never gonna be like a top 30 or top 40 type player in any situation. Uh, but, you know, he has that top 60, maybe ceiling, depending on the situation, because he can kind of contribute across the board. Uh, he's a he's a really smart player. Uh, can be a little passive at times. He, he probably needs to take, um, you know, be a little more aggressive, um, uh, shoot the ball when he gets it more. But he's a good distributor, a good defender. And like I said, he can give you, you know, pretty nice stats across the board and it can be a sneaky guy depending on how this team shakes out because uh, he can play the one two or the three so uh, if other guys start getting moved um say porter stay you know if his injury keeps him out for longer i know they're bringing a on but um you know more opportunity to be co- could be coming for him uh, after this trade um and i think that uh he's a guy that you want to keep an eye on. If you're in really deep leagues, he's definitely a guy that you want to pick up if he's available. Um, but uh, you know, even looking down the line, he may be playing for another team next year and he has a chance to, to be sort of a low end starter and he doesn't really have that name value yet. So you might be able to get him for uh, a reasonable price in the trade. So something
1: to keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. And then we're obviously guys, we're going to touch up more on the value as far as the trades go in the next section. But one thing, you know, Kevin was mentioned, you know, he definitely could be a low end player for your team in a dynasty league. Um, keep in mind, the last game he played was 45 minutes. That's just wild. So we're going to jump into the next player here in this section uh, for the weekend is uh, Jabari Parker. And uh, you know, one thing I want to say is, you know, him in Chicago right now is just kind of a, uh, a gray, you know, he's almost in a, I wouldn't say in a, a black hole, but he's in a, an odd situation. Um, not in the best situation for himself in Chicago you know, he's had DMP, uh, you know, coach's decision, you know, just not playing. And then, you know, his menace has been been on a way, you know, trending down pretty, you know, pretty bad. So, you know, with that being said, for his outlook for me, I wasn't a Jabari Parker and I never really was, you know, in a dynasty or a redraft league. I was never aggressive going towards him. But I mean, he's a player that can still hold value, hopefully, if he gets moved so. You know, it looks like there's rumors speculating that he could be moved. So, with that being said, I'll give the ball to Kevin his thoughts on him.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chicago's kind of a mess right now with the with their coach and everything, and um, he's he's obviously part of the problem. He he's just a guy that doesn't play defense. Um, yeah, puts in no effort. He doesn't even pretend to play. D de- And I think on he's on the record on uh, uh, in interviews basically saying that he doesn't try on defense. So you kind of know what you're getting out of him. You're, he's a guy that. Can score but he's, he's not even really efficient with it um you mm-hmm. know not a great three-point shooter um just it, it, it's a guy that just doesn't really fit the way the nba works now um you know maybe maybe 20 years ago or something he could have fit in a little bit better but it's just it just seems like his game doesn't really cater to the modern style and i don't know he he's a guy that he probably will pick up with another team, um, but he's out completely out of the rotation now. And in Chicago, uh, there's rumors that Utah has interest, and I know our boy Jay kind of called that earlier. Um, but I guess they need more—they need a little bit of offense off the bench so that you know they, they're willing to to deal with his defensive liabilities. I guess you have Gobert Manning the the middle, so you kind of clean up after guys um, in that situation, but uh yeah i mean he's he's on a two-year contract and the second year is a, a team option so it's essentially a one-year deal and i guess you know they i know they might try to move um oh who's <laughs> who's their power forward
1: oh uh what for chicago no for for utah? utah man is it up gosh i just thought uh
0: i just blanked Fred. on it um it blanked Derek, favors, uh, Derek favors Derek
1: favors yeah thank
0: you yeah um <laughs> He's not a great fit next to Gobert. So I could see them trying to move um, go, uh, move favors Thank in that you. deal and kind of get get off that contract. Um, but I don't know. It, it, he doesn't really have a great outlook in, in my mind. So if you have him in dynasty leagues, if he moves somewhere else and starts putting putting up some decent stat lines, I would act quick. I would ride that and, and see what you can get for him because something tells me he may not be He may not really have the longest career in the NBA, Um, just because, again, I I don't think his game really fits with the way modern teams play. So it's something to keep in mind if you do have him on your team. If you don't and someone approaches you with a trade offer, um, I would just walk away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, I also agree with you on that. I mean, this is kind of funny. We're actually agreeing a little bit more. But, you know, we won't talk about Miles Turner because we know where we stand with him. But, um, you know, Jabari Parker, I will say this is, Just like what, you know, Kevin's saying, it doesn't seem like he's a modern player for the NBA. I just don't see him providing enough uh, stats to come across. I can't – it's almost hard for me to see, like, say, for instance, he he could – if he was a star for a different team, not saying that he would. He seems more of a player that would come off the bench. To see him even reach the top 100, it's hard for me to even see that. And if he was getting minutes, you know, he's not even a player that gets steals for you or even blocks, you know. So – and the scoring is just, you know – that's pretty much what he lives by it at least what he was providing and three pointers like he was saying he's not really a the, the best three point shooter so with that being said, we're gonna uh, before we get to the dynasty trade impact of the you know the Suns and wizards players I, I wanted to actually let the listeners know um, we are going to run a league um a 30 man league and I you know at this point in time I had you know we kept that a secret. To, you know to the listeners but you know we're going to start moving into that direction of helping you guys get in so for you guys to get provided to get jumped into the league um, make sure you subscribe obviously you know all you got to do is basically screenshot sc- screenshot that you um as well as you know doing a five-star rating for us and writing a quick review if you are you know if you're a person that has an iTunes or an iPhone or whatnot and then just DM me and let me know or any of the other unicorns let them know um, and then obviously as well, subscribe to the articles as well. And I don't know. That sounds like a, a broken record, but at least you guys should know that. Cause I know there's a lot of, uh, coaches or GMs that's been pilfering me. Like, Hey, Starks, can we get in the league? Can I get in the league? Well, here's your opportunity. There's some that, um, has already did, you know, the, basically the service of subscribing to us and whatnot. So definitely just reach out to me and we'll, we'll get you in, you know, there's a, there's a few spots left. So just. Make sure you don't wait longer or wait, you know, too much longer. And keep in mind that this 30-man dynasty league that we're going to run, it's going to start right at the end of the NBA season. So it'll be fresh. We're going to keep this going because since we're dynasty-driven, we're never going to stop. Even in the offseason, just think now we're going to be more focused on that and to make sure that we still provide you guys with great content versus the redraft league. So we're going to jump into the dynasty trade impact of the Suns and Wizards. And uh, I'm actually going to give Kevin the, the the wave here because this kind of just jumps all over him, you know, because he's a Wizards guy. So the first player that's up is, the, you know, the Suns receive Ubre, and I know you know a little bit more about him than me because you're a Washington guy. So what is your thoughts of his value going to be in the Phoenix Suns at time now?
0: Yeah, so Kelly Oubre, um, you know, he's having a decent season this year he he's actually ranked uh, at 120 on the season um and he's averaging almost 13 points, 4.4 4 rebounds, um and 0. 0.9 steals, 0. 0.7 blocks and shooting 43% from the from the floor, 80% from the line. So he kind of is what he is, you know, he's he's a good decent scorer, um you know, he's He's going to get you some a couple boards, but he gets you no assists. Doesn't really help you out in the stocks category too much. Uh, he gets you almost one and a half threes. So he's he kind of points and threes uh, and a little bit of boards, um, but not the greatest efficiency. Um, I don't know. He's just He might be a better real-life NBA player than a fantasy player just because he doesn't give you much diversity in the stats that he brings in. Uh, over in Phoenix, it's kind of – I'm not sure how that's going to work because they have (laughs) TJ Warren there. They have uh, your boy, Josh Jackson, your boy, your boy, please. They have (laughs) um, a Bridges. So they got a lot of, a lot of young guys, you know, even TJ Warren, isn't that old either. Um, And so he kind of enters a a more crowded sort of forward wing um, uh, lineup in, in Phoenix. And, I don't know. It's kind of a puzzling move. And the thing is there he's, he's gonna, he's gonna have to get paid next year too. So I don't know, um, you know, what the, what the reasoning was for Phoenix to to make this move uh, other than just, I guess, to maybe do uh, give Ariza you know, another, another place to go because he was not trying to hang out there for too much longer. Um, but it just gives them another young wing um, in kind of a crowded, um, you know, Uh, wing position so i could see his his value decreasing a little bit um but we'll have to see
1: yeah i was just going to also say uh actually i don't have too much to say on this but what i will say is he's one of those players you you hope to get lucky stats from because he doesn't provide the stock stats pretty much what kevin was saying as far as the steals and blocks so you better hope you get those lucky stats from time to time if you're a gm that has him on your team in a deeper league. He's more of a player that you would have to have in a deeper league. And even in the redraft league, I'm not really interested unless um, your, your league is deep. Um, and then, it, honestly, I, I'm, not, I'm not really big on him. So it's, it's solely up to the needs and preference of your team. He's going to be pretty much more of a points and threes. And kind of what Kevin was saying as well on Phoenix. Phoenix is such a wasteland. You just don't know who's going to get minutes there, and we're going to pretty much keep saying that for you know with the next players coming up. So with that being said, the next player on this list here, um, the Suns also receive Austin Rivers, um, and I'm going to pass you the ball, Kevin, on your thoughts on him and, and his value. Right,
0: I, I was never an Austin Rivers guy, so when they they they, they, they traded for him uh, in that Gortat trade. Um, you know, he, he's okay. He's 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 not as bad, I guess, as, as people make him out to be. But I just I'm just never that a, that big of a fan of his game. Um, but the I think the the main thing he's going to do over in Phoenix is he's going to now handicap uh, Ray, uh, Felton a little bit now. Uh, Melton, sorry, not Felton. Uh, Melton, and I think <laughs> that uh, it, it's going to just kind of he's not going to do enough to be worth uh, rostering in standard leagues, but he's going to do enough to make Melton no longer really um, a standard league guy. So um, to me, it's just in fantasy terms, it just doesn't really help anybody.
1: Yeah. And typically also Austin rivers, which is kind of weird about him, even when he comes off the bench or if he's starting either, or he's kind of a a person that uses pretty much a a good amount of usage rate in the twenties. So, And that's a lower 20s. I'm not saying he's going to soak it up huge, but that's still detrimental to, like you were saying, Melton and the other player, the younger players that were doing things as far as facilitating. That even hurts uh, our boy, Josh Jackson. You know, you have your Josh Jackson hat soon. I'll make sure you get one, maybe for Christmas, brother. But, you know, that's just unfortunate situation that, uh, it's, it's hard. I mean, we can skip right to it about Melton, you know, this, uh, This is this is an unfortunate situation for Melton, you know, Booker's back. But the good thing is Melton's still starting until, you know, obviously Austin Rivers hasn't played yet, per se. But we're going to see how that, you know, that formulates moving forward. But I think I guess my question is to you, at least for me, I think Melton's going to get a couple more starts or he may even start the rest of the season. What what do you think his rest of the season outlook looks For, for Melton? Yeah,
0: uh, I feel like his starting days may be over. Um,
1: I think it's over. Yeah, at guys.
0: least in this season. I, I like him long term in dynasty, and I know okay. people like to compare him and Acobo, and uh, they <laughs> they bring different they they bring different skills to the table. Um, and I think obviously Melton brings a lot more defense, which is going to be a big need. Um, you know, Booker's not really the best defender. And so you got to kind of pair him up with a guy that can kind of defend the, the best guard on the the team. So uh, I like his outlook down the road, but I just feel like uh, they may go and, and, and at least for now, um, give rivers more of a run um, and see what he can do. Uh, Maybe, maybe, um, you know, The last two months or whatever, post-All-Star break, they they give him the the keys again and and let him run. But I think by then, Okobo might be back from the G League, and so the whole thing is kind of muddled up now, and I just, I liked him a lot before the trade, and I think um, now you're going to have to wait a little bit longer for um, Melton to pay off.
1: Yeah, so if you were in a Dynasty League, which, you know, I'm sure you are, we both are, moving forward in the future, who would you rather have, Melton or Okobo?
0: Like I said, I like Melton more. I think I, I okay. think a Kobo can do a little bit more offensively. Um, you know, he might be a better scorer. Um, uh, but I think, uh, as far as sort of yeah, I, I like diversity in stats. So I think, you know, steals and even blocks coming from the guard position, um, the ability to hit some threes and get some assists and kind of a contribute across the board. I like uh, that. I like Melton and, and what he can provide in that sense, as opposed to a Kobo, it, you know, it, it could go either way because a Kobo is very talented and he's, he's super young and he's, he's done pretty well, um, you know, uh, in, 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 in Europe. So I think that um, you could go either way, but my personal preference is for Melton
1: nice nice and then the next person up on this list here is uh Trevor Reza. He's back with your boys and uh what's your what's your uh, fantasy outlook for him in redraft and dynasty?
0: Yeah, day? he returns to DC. They the Wizards never should have let him go. Uh he had a great season for them a couple years ago. Um let him sign somewhere else and I think pretty much everyone regretted it. Um you know, he's a really he's a good locker room presence. I think um I think Wall really kind of liked having him around. Uh, he's obviously a great catch and shoot, three point shooter, um, and a good uh, wing defender. So he brings a lot of skills that maybe, um, you know, overlap a little bit with what Otto Porter provides, but they can be on the floor together, I think. Uh, I know Markeith, uh Morris had some injury in the last game. And, um, you know, I. It could open up sort of a have a have a reason as a stretch four or Porter as a stretch four, um, and kind of give Wall even more shooters on the court, and I can see his production going up from what he was in in Phoenix because now he actually has uh, a really sort of an elite playmaker feeding him the ball, Um, and I think uh, that's going to lead to more opportunities for him.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So the next guy up on this list is another Phoenix guy, and it's uh, Bridges. What's your um? What's your take on him? You think what's uh? You think his value is going to take a little bit more of a dip? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think in the in the short term, it will. I think now again, you have an, another um, another wing there in Ubre, a uh, sort of a starting caliber wing, um, and I think, you know, regardless of who ends up starting, they're all kind of kind of leech minutes off of each other and kind of negate each other's fantasy potential so um i could see him and i'm big on him too i I like him uh, long term as well i think i i think he's better than josh jackson um and uh, we talked about this before but uh he's uh he's got a bright future i just think this trade hurts him this season though yeah
1: yeah, I, I, I definitely see that. And then obviously, as we know, Phoenix is just the rotation is just so messy, man. You just don't know what you're going to get. Pretty much just roll the dice and hope for the best. We know Booker and Aiden going to start. At least I hope so. You know, we don't. Well, I mean, it just kind of depends, you know, when it starts to hit that tank button at the end of the season, we, we're we going to really see how how they're going to really look. So, you know, with that being said, well, is there any other players? I mean, OK, so let's go back a little bit on um, Sadorovsky. Uh, what is your thoughts on him? You know, I know you kind of touched up on it a little bit, but do you think, you know, obviously I know it's just a wall, and I think it's just him and, and Bills as far as guards go right now. Um, is there any other guards?
0: On the Wizards?
1: Yeah, I think that's the only ones I know right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, those are the only guys worth mentioning. Um, yeah. So, again, it, it it provides more opportunity for Sato because he can also play the three, like I mentioned. Um, yeah. You know, I think yeah. – it might also open up a little opportunity depending on how the season goes for the rookie Troy Brown Jr. Um, Mm -hmm. He actually, um, he flashed some nice playmaking ability. Um, You know, I hate, I I hate making this comparison because I don't really like the player, but um, he he does have some similarities to like an Evan Turner as a a (laughs) kind of a, you know, a player that, that, you know, Jack of all trades, but from the the wing,
1: master of none (laughs) yeah
0: but from the wing position being a guy that can can put up some solid you know five or six assists in a game and and not even bat an eye so um and i think he has a higher ceiling than evan turner down the road but um they could end up putting him in a a little bit more um you know uh as the season goes on because they will need some more playmakers on this team um because even though uh I wasn't a Rivers guy. He was a guy that could get on the court and run the offense a little bit. Um, And when Wall and Beal are sitting, uh, you don't really have too much besides Sato to to really keep the ball moving. And so they may start incorporating um, someone like Troy Brown down the road. So something to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, um, and I want to at least bring this guy up, uh, Thomas Bryant. I know I spoke a little bit with Craig and the 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 Actually, I was a guest on his podcast. Um, on uh ras ball and Thomas Bryant, I don't think, you know, Craig was too fond of him, but I, I actually like Thomas Bryant, man. Um, you know, the last game that he had, he, he typically doesn't play enough minutes, which is kind of, I mean, it's pretty weird for me in Washington, I, I guess, cause they are still experimenting you know, whatever they're doing, but I mean, I guess they're playing a little bit better now. Um, uh, but anyways, you know, his last game, he played 28 minutes, eight points, 11 rebounds, two assists, two blocks, one steal efficient four for eight and i think you know in a dynasty league I, he's a player in a in deeper league I, I like to have him and see what happens i'm not going to say necessarily he's going to be some somebody special but you know per his 36 numbers he's a he's a solid contributor and he's definitely a player i'd like to hold on to in a dynasty league you know what's your thoughts on your boy Don, thomas bryant man
0: yeah no I've, I've watched him you know again i'm i'm in dc and uh, he's he's pretty good he's he's a, still a little raw um but yeah. he's a guy that hustles down the court, which is a welcome sight. Um, you see him really being active and, and he's trying, you know, he, he still has to, to work on a lot on his game, but he does have sort of the outlines of a modern NBA center. He's, he's a guy that can get you blocks and can get you threes. And, you know, he hustles. So uh, the potential's there. I remember when uh, the Wizards picked him off of waivers over the summer and what I noticed was all the Lakers fans kind of being low key annoyed by that um, (laughs) because uh, they, they saw the potential. And so that kind of got, that piqued my curiosity when I saw the reaction from the the Lakers fans and he's lived up to it. You know, he's obviously, you know, he's still young and probably shouldn't be starting right now, but has to because, um, because Dwight's out and Mahinmi's not really uh, a guy worth playing on, on the team. So, um, he's getting all the opportunity he can handle right now, even though the minutes are low, like you said, uh, this is all going to help him build, um, you know, build Mm -hmm. his experience. And he has potential. He could be a solid starter in the NBA, you know, regardless of who's injured. Um, And he has that, like I said, uh, the blocks and threes potential, uh, Mm -hmm. which is always a useful thing to have in fantasy leagues and in the
1: NBA. Yeah. Do you remember me talking about him to you? Like, beginning of the year, I don't know if you remember that or not, I did mention them to you, but if you did, not it's fine, uh yeah, no, I remember we talked about them, okay, awesome, so um moving right along here uh there oh yeah, there's one more player. I do apologize here so another player that actually had a decent game was uh Sam decker for Washington man and uh you know, I want to actually get your quick thoughts on that, man.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not really a Decker guy. Um, <laughs> he had he played because because Keith was hurt. Um, yeah, I mean, he put up some stats. He was it 20 points, I think. Um,
1: yeah, 25 and four.
0: Okay, twenty. Okay, 25 and four. I see. Um, but I don't know. Uh, maybe in very deep leagues, you can can t- uh, take a flyer on him. Uh, but uh, if Keefe if keeps Keith's, if, Keith's, <laughs> if Keith is healthy. Um, I don't think he's going to see the court that much. I could be wrong. I, I just don't, I, you know, I, I know he had a little bit of, um, relevance at the end of last season or the season before, um, Mm. you know, playing garbage time for, for some trash team, but, um, he, uh, (laughs) he, you know, he just, I just don't think he's that good. I don't think he's, he's a guy that's really going to make an impact on the NBA team. And he's just not gonna get the minutes on a on a wizards team that is trying to get into the
1: playoffs, yeah, yeah, and I was just gonna say real quick, I mean, just like you know him being in Cleveland I, we didn't really see anything to you wanted to expect something out of him, but anyways, but yeah, we're gonna move forward, so the next section we're gonna jump into is the top fifty player next year, a potential top fifty, so consider it like this, a player that's you know not top fifty this year, um, uh, but next year has a chance could be even a bounce back or a new top fifty player. Now, the player that I actually had here was Fox. I know right now he is around the 50, um, top 50 this year, but, you know, I'm still going to stick to my guns and my my thoughts on him. You know, I actually have an article in Works that's going to be probably released here tomorrow or um, Wednesday. And, um, you know, I was one of the GMs. I'll I'll just touch and highlight on my article about, you know, De'Aaron Fox. He was one of the players that I wanted to be aggressive on in all my leagues because, one thing you have to understand, um you know, kind of wrapping it up is that when you're going and drafting players you gotta you gotta go against the the flow, the river thing, so most gyms be like, "Oh, the hype player comes out, let's run and go after him. I'm the gym. I do the same thing, but I also look at value versus what everybody else is looking at. I had a hunch and a gut feeling I go by a gut feeling obviously we go we're stats we we go by stats analytical you know sense but also i go by a gut feeling and he was really in my gut i i had him at least in my mind pegged for this year as a top 70 top 80 ish type player same with uh, d'angelo russell i had both of them almost in a similar range this year obviously he's blowing past my projections but still being aggressive to certain players that has the potential can can get you to uh, a lot further in leagues whereas redraft or dynasty leagues so, you know, he was going and like I said, I'll just I'll highlight on the article. So he was going in the hundreds, hundred and twenty in redraft leagues and then versus like eighty and hundreds in the uh, dynasty leagues. So you have to learn and, and have a gut feeling on certain players that people shy away from in leagues. You know, you have to have at least some type of hunch on somebody. So You'll miss on something. Go ahead, Kevin. So Starks,
0: uh you know, you know, you're right. He's having a a, a pretty amazing uh you know, uptake in, in all his stats, this, the season, you mentioned your, your gut call and everything. What about him or, you know, for the listeners, what kind of clued you in to him having potentially this really nice, um, you know, improvement this season where you were really high on him?
1: The speed and the quickness. Uh, and the thing is uh, he had, I mean, obviously as people say, Oh, he has the John wall comparison. I'm not going to absolutely say it. it's just from the eye test, from what I seen at the end of last year, he, had a, He strung a couple of good games last year. And that's what kind of kind of was scaring me because it's like, oh, man, I hope they don't raise his value just a little bit more in the leagues coming up because I really believe this dude could be a really solid player. So the eye test kind of gave me the gut feeling. But also, you know, what kind of wor- worried me is that, as we know, Sacramento Kings has not been a good team the last couple right. of years. <laughs> so that definitely puts – Calls for pause, and I definitely can understand that. So in my mind, like that helps even more. You know what I'm saying? So not only that, the, the quickness that I seen him going to the basket on on a lot of easy, you know, easy layups and and stuff of that nature. um But I also believed in the steal rate that he had. I look at I look at players not only because they are a, it's just a hot name because Fox was a hot name when he first came out. He had a bad year, you know, the first year, but I mean, he was a rookie. So you're going to get that. You're going to have bad games. And then he had, you know, he had to deal with little injuries here and there. So, you know, I just, I kind of from the eyes, from what I seen. So with that being said, um, you guys just being, being a lookout on the article, um, the article is going to be what does the Fox say? So you guys will see that soon. So with that being said, um, I have, oh, yeah, last thing, as a top 50 player, he's already kind of getting that, you know, this year. But I'm going to have him pegged as a top 45 type player next year, and, you know, potentially he could be, his ceiling could be 25 or better. So I'm going to pass the ball to Kevin on his uh, potential top 50 player next year.
0: All right. So I thought about this for a little bit, and I I (laughs) realize sometimes I (laughs) I end up talking about the same guys all the time. So I was like, let me me think about someone new, um, you know, try to mix it up. And it, maybe this is going out on a limb a little bit. Um, and, and certain things have to kind of break right for this to work out. But, you know, that's kind of the fun thing about predicting this stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and say top 50 player next year will be Marcus Smart. Um, oh, wow. And so, you know, he's, he's a guy that he's, he's standard league relevant now. You know, he's hovering around that top 100 mark. Um, he's been starting a few games with Jalen Brown hurt. Uh, he has his obvious strengths and weaknesses that his field goal percentage is, is hot garbage. And he's, uh, you know, he's, he's probably never going to be a super efficient from the floor type guy. Um, and if, you know, if he can't really do that with all the offensive weapons um, sort of drawing attention in Boston, it probably won't happen if certain guys like Kyrie end up leaving or if uh, he ends up you know getting traded or something like that down the road. Um, but He provides so much in other categories uh, that I think he can make up for that. And I think in the right opportunity, um, if he's a starter, uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors that Kyrie may end up looking at New York or something next year. Um, It'll be interesting to see. Uh, You don't know what's going to happen with Rozier down the road as well. So he's a guy that just as a defender is always going to have have a job. Right. And he's a guy that, you know, he can get you easily to two steals a game. So that in itself is really valuable. Um, again, I mentioned the field goal percentage and that's always going to be kind of a hit, um, uh, but he can get you nice assists, get you good boards. Uh, I mentioned the steals he can hit, um, you know, he can hit a, a one and a half threes if given the opportunity. Um, and his free throw percentage is not going to be too bad as well. So I think overall, if, you know, he can get a little uptick in minutes or end up in a starting position somewhere um, in. The, he's a guy that I think has a potential to creep into that top 50.
1: Well, so I'm glad. Yeah, that's that's that is super bold, brother. And uh, let me ask you this, because I know you pretty much highlighted on a lot of questions. You, you pretty much um, you played great defense on on me because I was trying to block your shot, but I'm gonna still block try to block it anyway. Let me ask you this, man. You know, I know you said Kyrie could, I mean, the potentially could definitely get traded. And then obviously, you know, you got to think about or even sign with somebody or, um, you know, Terry Rozier. So what if Rozier ends up staying, Kyrie's gone, and it's still Rozier and um, Mark Smart there? Who would you think would start?
0: Between the two? Yeah. Um, It's tough to say because you, if they still have Jalen Brown, they have mm-hmm. that, that defense from him. Um, to kind of sort of pick up the other team's best guard, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm a much bigger fan of Marcus Smart. Uh, I think Rozier is good, yeah. but I think he's he's maybe a little overrated after what he did in the 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 postseason last year. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like the the sort of the different things, the different dimensions that Marcus Smart brings. Um, you know, I, I wish he could shoot a little bit better. I wish he could at least uh-huh. shoot like forty two, forty three percent, but um, I don't know if that's necessarily happening and that's never going to be a strength of his game, but I think all the yeah. other stuff he does, again, the assists, the rebounds, the, the steals, uh, even a few blocks um, and the threes, uh, it's all kind of adds up to a player that I like to have on my team that can kind of really contribute in a lot of different categories.
1: Awesome. And last question. Um, so you think even if he didn't start, because he doesn't have to necessarily start to even be a top fifty, but I was still asking, do you think he could still be a top fifty if he's coming from the bench?
0: It's going to be a lot tougher, I think. Right. You know, okay. I, he's. I think he's. If he's coming off the bench, you know, if Kyrie's not there, it helps. But right. if, if he's coming off the bench and say Rozier or somebody else is starting, you know, it, it, it maybe limits him to like more of a top seventy-five type ceiling. Uh, but I That's think true. if he can, if he can get a starting role, or if he can at least get you know get close to 30 minutes a game even if he's not starting i think he can kind of kind of slide into that top 50
1: yeah that's fair so we're going to jump into the unicorn court start closing things out here uh kevin as the carrot giver he he has a carrot i hope for you guys so he's willing to give you a carrot what's that carrot that you're giving the listeners tonight man
0: so i know last time i did a statistics thing I, you know I, I just try to mix it up. You know, I guess tonight, tonight I'm just doing all sorts of different stuff. Um, so this is going to not really be too fantasy relevant. It's just sort of more of the NBA um, and sort of the, the culture. And I just wanted to kind of touch on the fact that um, female uh, assistants, coaches and GMs and stuff are getting an opportunity in the NBA. And this, this is another reason why I really love the NBA and basketball in general, because the you know they're showing to be a much more progressive league in trying different things and being open to to stuff like female coaches Uh, i know the nfl just i think or no there was a college coach um in football that has a a female assistant now but um you know i think in the nba that you already have becky hammond uh really uh sort of doing really well in the in the popovich um program over there in san antonio and then i know that um the um I think it was uh, the Pacers. Um, hold on, yeah, there, there's a, there's there's an assistant um, GM in, in, in at at the Pacers, and I think this is just really cool stuff. You know, it's stuff that I like to see in that they're being more inclusive and they're not necessarily keeping people out because of their gender or whatever. They're just looking for the best basketball minds and the people that can do the best job and hats off the NBA. I think it's great. And, you know, hopefully uh, they keep kind of paving the way and, and sort of being the best example for professional sports.
1: Nice, nice, nice. So, um, I actually had to change up here cause, uh, you know, Jay wasn't here this evening, um, to be with us, so, which is fine. So, but I do want to mention something here since we're in the unicorn court, um, we have a, a student graduating for a list, a listener has graduated. So this is interesting, man. So a trade went down and, um, Who do you think won this trade here, Kevin? Uh, WCS, uh, Willie Cauley Steins, and Josh Jackson for Josh Richardson. Who wins that trade?
0: I'm definitely on the Josh Richardson side.
1: (laughs) Right. Uh, Willie Cauley
0: Steins, all right. I like him. Um, You know, he's he's a solid player, and Josh Jackson, even even though I don't like him, him? he's he's producing, but I I don't like him, and I think he may not be playing that much longer as a starter or whatever. (laughs) He's not even starting, but. Um, but Josh Richardson is a legit top 40 potential guy.
1: Yeah. So I was talking with his GM, you know, he's giving me some, uh, asked me some questions about, you know, making a move. But I think he was, um, I think they were trying to ask for like a, a higher, a better, like a, a top 50 type player. Uh, well, actually I'm sorry, like a top 60 and Josh Jackson for Jay Rich. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I just, just looking, you know, it's like, okay, that's, that's not bad. So, you know, did you try this? So, you know, I, I think this I think this listener, this student of uh, student uh unicorn listener, I, I'm gonna have to say he, he's graduated and the unfortunate thing I'm gonna say he, he took this GM for a ride. I'm not gonna dance around it. So this is a ride trade. Um unfortunately, brother, if you're listening, which I, I know you are because you're a listener of the unicorns, we appreciate your su- support. Just a, just understand this and embrace this, man. No matter how nice you are in a GM in the league, you could be nice. You can talk to you know whoever once you start doing these type of trades, man, you unfortunately have to become a villain and you know that's just a tag you have to you have to accept it's not easy man, you know it really isn't because uh, i i I understand, but you know once you <laughs> it's almost like an uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it's an addiction, but it almost is when you start trading, you got to be careful though when you get the trade bug i'll I'll, I'll switch it up to a trade bug when you have the trade bug. It could go. It, could, it can go either two, one or two ways. It can either go good for you, or it can go bad. Or sometimes for Kevin, it'll go mutual, beneficial. But you know, in this case, you seem like you got the bug of you know maybe taking coaches for a ride. So when you choose the dark side, man, you, you got to be careful. Can, no matter how nice you are, it uh it comes back and backfiring. Because I mean, I'll say this, you know, as Kevin, you know, knows in, in our league, our dynasty league. I continue to get, you know, I, I don't hear the end of it, in my league. And I, I'd really try the best that I can to, you know, appease the, the league. You know, I, I get questioned all the time. Like, are you colluding? Like, are you cheating in your league? It's just, unfortunately, I just, that's just a skill that I have unfortunately with trading with GMS. and to be honest with you, cause I, I'm, I'm playing ISO and I'm branding at this point. So um, with me, here's one thing you got to know about me. I don't just trade with one coach. I trade with several coaches. So you can't, you can try to hold that over me. Like, Hey man, I think Starks is cheating. No, I just, I just trade with a lot of coaches. And I mean, Kevin had mentioned today um, in our league that, you know, you just got to, unfortunately, pretty much long story short, you have to face, you have to face the music when you're in the league with me, depending on how much uh, time that I put in to negotiate a trade with somebody. Um, and not to put you guys to sleep, one thing I'll also mention is, you know, it's funny when you hear someone say, uh, hey, man, do you ever th- think about starting another league? Just because, it's th- like, your team is not <laughs> shaped the way that you like it to be or everybody's team is uh, not as strong as yours, you have to face it. I mean, wh- whatever you sign up for a league, that's what you signed up for. You know, we all started from ground up. Now, I like I said, I always appreciate those GMs that join the league it takes over a league, and I really appreciate that. So, with that being said, um, we're going to jump into basically the clutch shot of the night because we're recording while games are going on tonight. And uh, you know, did you want to take a clutch shot here this evening, Kev?
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I wanted to give a uh, a special mention first to okay. uh, to Blake Griffin tonight. All right, he had the 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 very rare quadruple double. Went off for, for 19 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, and 10 turnovers.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> um, and I quickly wanted to, and, and Jay, I saw he just messaged us about this. What's going on with um, in Sacramento where uh, oh, Kali Stein, Belitza, and Fox all played seven minutes or less? I don't know what happened. I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm looking through like, uh, Twitter and stuff. I'm not not seeing anything yet. Yeah.
1: Only thing that I see is 132 to 105. They must have got pounded, man. That's all they I did, guess.
0: but there's six minutes for Fox. That's weird. Um yeah. but my clutch shot is it has to be Emmanuel Mudiay. Um your boy.
1: I don't he's I don't know he's not my boy, but I, <laughs> I can't deny what he's doing. Your it's boy.
0: Crazy. Um yeah. you know he he went off tonight again, thirty-two points on fifty-seven percent shooting, uh two threes, six rebounds, six assists. I don't know what's going on with this guy. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, I was not, I, I had no thoughts that he was going to do anything in New York when when they got him. And he's totally proved me wrong on this. And and I don't know if he keeps it going or not, but he's on a, a pretty solid streak right now. And at this point, you know, you have to kind of start to buy into it a little bit. And, um, he's just, he's looked like a, like the best player in New York. And it's, it's he's definitely a fun guy to watch right now.
1: Yeah. And, um, Man, uh, I just traded him away too. So when you think you're taking someone for a ride, it could it could backfire on you. It's it's looking like I I traded him for uh slow mo. So we're gonna see how that happens, how that's gonna look at the end of the season. My uh, clutch shot of the evening. I had mentioned it actually on Twitter, and a few people had liked it, and they you know started questioning. You know, so I know you you and Jay is pretty high on SGA. I'm actually not as high as uh, high on him as you guys. Now I'm not saying in the uh, dynasty league, he's not going to be the potential ceiling that you guys are saying, but what I was saying to the redrafters when the, 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 the hype train was coming so hard, I would have been trading him like hotcakes for a top 50 player. Cause that's what you could have got. You might've even got someone better than that. And you know what he's producing right now, he's doing okay to start, you know, tonight he's only, you know, six points and four minutes in, but the last couple of games, he hasn't been stringing along, you know, anything special. So, uh, He's even been droppable in leagues, and he's been available in free agencies as well. So, with that being said, you know, that's my clutch shot, along with, I'm just going to lastly say, Harden dropped 47 tonight, and uh, he beat they beat Utah, so he's dropped 47, six rebounds, five assists. He took 12 three-pointers, and uh, he hit four of them. So, you know, with that being said, uh, just wrapping things up here, um, you can actually find me at starks underscore industry i'm the guy with the iron man avatar you can also find me on uh, instagram fantasy unicorns underscore starks uh, with that being said i'm gonna pass the ball to kevin
0: yep uh, you can find me on twitter at kevin so uh, feel free to ask me any questions or anything like that and you can find all of our articles and everything at the fantasyunicorns.com. so uh, thanks again for listening and we'll catch you guys next time
1: all right guys take a ride